Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Christina Sohatsky, sitting in Saudi Arabia, and I'm joined by my colleagues Ahmed Al-Bawani and Noor Al-Tayeh from our Oman office. We are part of our healthcare and life sciences sector group. In this episode of Tamimi Talks, we are discussing scientific offices in the region with a particular focus on several new updates out of Oman. So if you're a pharmaceutical company, this one is for you. We will cover not only the role of scientific offices, we will also talk about whether they're liable for Omani income taxes, uh, specific limitations of the activities that can be carried out by scientific offices. In other words, those that are not considered commercial activities, as well as the roles that are required to be held by an Omani. So to start us off, Ahmed, you're the head of our office in Oman and have great insights into what's happening at the MOH. I understand that there has not been a necessarily a legislative change, but there is a position change at the ministry in relation to scientific offices that is going to impact our pharmaceutical clients. So can you tell us a bit more about what's been happening with the ministry there in Oman? Thank you, Christina. Yes, uh, you are right. There hasn't been actually a legislative change rather than uh, directives or a letter from Ministry of Health to international pharmaceutical companies mandating them to set up scientific offices in Oman, which is actually not a legal requirement under Oman law, but rather it is an, an optional and it is for international companies if they want to set up a scientific office or not, that's something which is not required by law. However, as we understand from the directives and the letter from the Ministry of Housing, that this this is a requirement that needs to be complied with. Otherwise, this may lead to practical difficulties and challenges for international companies operating in Oman regarding, by way of an example, registration of the products, uh, importing the products uh, into Oman and selling them in Oman. And therefore, it is recommended for international companies, as we understand that some of them have already started the process of establishing a scientific uh, office in Oman. Although overall, our view that there is no uh, legal ground as such for such a requirement to be imposed on international companies. So can you tell us a bit more about the implications of this? Uh, Will pharmaceutical companies need to look at restructuring their distribution agreements? What about their employees that are already on the ground, maybe working with their current distributor? Can you tell us a few tips about the ramifications of this letter? Uh, The position as is, uh, we believe, will continue. The international pharmaceutical companies will still need uh, distributors or agents to sell their products. And the scientific offices, as such, they cannot be used to sell those products. As we understand from the Ministry of Health, that the scientific office will take the form of a representative office. And as such, the activity will be mainly uh, promotional in that respect, but not sale of products. And therefore, they will not be generating any revenue in Oman. Uh, In terms of employees, uh, the current structure, most of the international companies, whenever they send their employees to Oman, they are under the sponsorship of the agent or the distributor, and they are employed by them, uh, especially uh, the employees who are doing the uh, promotion or the sales. 
as we understand again from the practice at the moment with the Ministry of Health that the employees can be transferred to the uh, scientific office once it is established and they can do promotional uh, activities but not sale of the products. And again, as I said, this is uh, as, uh, as communicated by Ministry of Health and it still hasn't been codified in a law on, uh, or in a regulatory framework. This is something which may happen in the future. So we are wait- waiting actually for any updates in that respect from Ministry of Health. Thank you for that. So, Noor, if I could ask you a little bit more, because I know you have advised quite a number of pharmaceutical companies generally about setting up scientific offices. So now I just want to explore the the existing regulations that are in place for scientific offices. Ahmed said that you're limited from doing commercial activities. So what can a scientific office, uh, what is its purpose? What can it actually do in Oman? Thank you, Christina. Um, Yeah, we have recently advised in many different um, pharmaceutical offices and scientific offices too. Um, Currently, the permissible activities would include storage of goods for presentation or delivery purposes, collection of information as an activity, conducting activities that are preparatory in nature. Basically, it extends to any activity that does not generate revenue in Oman. What about from a tax liability perspective, right? Any new company that's set up, the businesses, the international businesses will say, well, does this create an additional tax liability for me? How do I comply with the Omani tax regime? Do we know uh, anything about that in terms of the scientific office? It has been confirmed that the scientific offices will not be liable for the payment of income tax pursuant to Article 35 of the Oman Income Tax Law. It defines the type of income that can be subject to the tax. The scientific office will not be making profit or income due to the fact that its activities will be limited to conducting promotion of scientific activity offices. The provisions of technical information too. So therefore, no income tax will be liable in Oman. Okay, that's pretty good news, I think, for companies that might be having to now comply with this ministry letter. Indeed. The other angle I think always comes up is employment. Now, I know Oman has certain requirements in relation to uh, certain jobs must be held by Omanis, for example. Can you tell us uh, at least the highlights? I know the employment law is quite complicated, but at least the highlights as it relates to scientific offices. What would be uh, the employment considerations for these offices? As you've said, it's quite complicated. Uh, Generally, admin jobs will need to be carried out by Omanis, like human resources, secretaries, receptionists, and PROs. However, sales, technical, and managerial positions can still be occupied by non-Omanis, including the manager of the scientific office, who actually does not need to be residing in Oman, given that he has a residence card or can enter Oman anytime. The omanization percentage requirement currently for scientific offices is 65%. This percentage is reviewed periodically and can be changed from time to time. Most of the administrative jobs has been omanized in all sectors. However, technical jobs can still be occupied by non-Omanis. As advised by the Ministry of Health, the jobs of the manager of a scientific office can still be for non-Omani nationals. Okay, so Ahmed, perhaps I can ask you again. You've done quite a bit of advising generally on scientific offices. We have these new, this new requirement from the ministry. 
what are pharmaceutical companies to do in light of these seemingly uh, uncertainties as to their obligations? Do you have any tips or advice? Uh, should, should they just go ahead and start uh, setting up a scientific office because this is going to happen uh, legislatively likely in the future? Or what would you advise um, the current strategy to be uh, for pharmaceutical com- companies that are selling their products in Oman, but who might not yet have a scientific office established there? Uh, this is uh, a very good, uh, valid uh, question. And as we see, uh, many international companies actually have been corresponding with the Ministry of Health in Oman or with their respective lawyers to clarify actually about this new requirement of setting up scientific offices. Of course, uh, with many other questions around it, which is expected. And we have been answering and giving advice um, around this. And uh, overall, we believe until, uh, of course, there is a very good clarifications from the ministry on the in this new requirement and the likelihood of any other requirements to be imposed in the future, we believe that international companies shouldn't start setting up those scientific offices until possibly a new framework, a regulatory framework, has been established and set up by the Ministry of Health, which gives more clarity on the requirements and if there will be any requirements in the future. By way of an example, we understand that if a limited liability company is set up in in Oman by the international companies, then possibly there would be no requirement to have an agent or distributor or even a scientific office. However, we understand from uh, our discussion with the Ministry of Health, uh, regardless of the, the legal framework, of the entity to be set up in Oman, the scientific office will still be a requirement and applicable to all international companies. Uh, Therefore, uh, and unless there is a necessity to set up the scientific office, we believe um, there should be uh, some uh, timeline given to the international companies during which they can assess the new requirements and accordingly set up the new scientific offices. You know, I wouldn't be surprised that this eventually is codified because uh, we have seen across the region, uh, for example, in Saudi, there is a requirement there that, that is in the law for pharmaceutical companies who are uh, distributing or selling their products into the Saudi market, that there is a scientific office set up requirement. Um, what's interesting here is that uh, we have seen generally in other jurisdictions that the manager of the scientific office, the other jurisdictions such as Egypt um, and Saudi are requiring that that person be the local national. Uh, it seems a little bit, as Norm mentioned, uh, that position is not yet omanized yet. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually the, the same pathway as the, some of the other jurisdictions in the region is, are followed. Certainly uh, complex regulatory environments for pharmaceutical companies, but we, we are seeing that um, the various jurisdictions in the region are trying to bring, uh, they were doing this before COVID, but of course COVID quite spurred it, um, just bring their, their, their frameworks up to, to international standards. They're always looking at what each other is doing to then uh, try and look at supporting their healthcare system, of course, also attracting foreign direct investment. So this is very much a watch this space. I'm sure we will have a part two to this podcast um, as we, we do seek to keep our clients informed 
about the latest happenings and developments that, that will impact them. As you may know, we have a quite strong presence across the MENA region and with a diverse team of lawyers. I, in fact, I understand we have over 50 nationalities. And so for specific to our healthcare and life science practice group, we do operate on a regional basis. Uh, we focus uh, with sector expertise, like two of these uh, my colleagues that you've heard from today, where we keep on top of the latest regulations uh, to make sure that our clients not only are getting general legal advice, but those very specific to their, their industry. Again, thank you for tuning in. We hope you found our discussion insightful and interesting. If there's any area of the conversation that you would like to discuss or want more information on, please do get in touch with us. And like I said, watch this space. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.